tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney+. Plus. Have I ever told you guys, uh, so these are my, like, you can see the handles of my tennis rackets that are just sitting here. I see them, yeah. Mm-hmm. One time, <laughs> I got my oil change after I played tennis, and after the guy was uh, finishing up, one of the, the guy looks over to my car and he goes, bro, are those swords? And I was like, <laughs> no, no, they're tennis rackets. And he was like, oh, okay. I thought they were swords. And I, and I like, there were two people helping me. And I turned to the other guy and I was like, I was cool for a second. Like, <laughs> <laughs> was he afraid? Or no, he was like excited. He was excited. <laughs> the way you said it sounded like he was afraid. Bro, those no. swords. He was, he was really excited. Bro, those swords. Whoa, like, whoa, what is this? Yeah, just like a couple handles sticking out of like, they were literally sticking out of this exact same bag. <laughs> Which is just this like little drawstring bag that I use. Like, <laughs> they definitely look like tennis rackets. You should have said like, yeah, well, really they funny, are yeah. my weapons to slay on the court. <laughs> yeah, it is. Actually, I do play with the Wilson blade. Isn't that funny? <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs or Dundamip. Then the people versus paper people, Dundamip. Then the people versus paper people, Dundamip. Then the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and King Lizard King, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, CEO. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I will not be blackmailed by some ineffectual, privileged, effete, soft penis debutante. You want to start a street fight with me, bring it on. But you're going to be surprised by how ugly it gets. You don't even know my real name. I'm the Lizard King. (laughs) Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, this week, after our main topic, we'll have a now little. We're cooking. <laughs> we'll have a little conference room, um, a little uh, a new segment called uh, Oscars Actually Corner, and uh, and we'll finish up with some listener provided trivia. Uh, this week, we're discussing Robert California. I'm super excited. Nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Robert dude. California, a.k.a. Bob Kazimakis, a.k.a. the effing Lizard King. Big sip yeah. of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a casual Saturday uh, morning here on the show. I mean, I think we're all really excited for this episode in particular. Robert California is a character that we uh, as uh, we laugh about a lot on our show when we talk yeah. about the show in general. And uh, and this is just. It's like an exciting topic. Uh, I, I'm sure it'll be a great one in terms of uh, a lot of drops, a lot of quotes, a lot of very, very uh, unique moments from a very unique character. I'll still be talking about geishas long past their bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I trained as one. <laughs> you know, I trained as one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, I know, Alex, uh, we, we're recording a little late just so that uh, we could uh, load up even more Robert California drops. I, I, I'll be honest that the opening drop, I was all ready to play that I will not be blackmailed by that some debutante. You, but you introduced yourself as a lizard king, which is the, know, the end sorry. of that line. And I, I panicked the moment. I should have gone with a different one. There's just there's a lot to choose from. Uh, my original idea was the full two minute horror story that Robert California gives in Spooked. So long. But that would have been we would have been sitting here for two minutes while he told that whole story. Yeah. Just to get to the end. But uh, there's the point is there's a lot of moments of Robert addressing the entire office that are unlike anything else on the show. Yeah. <laughs> and the way he speaks is unlike any other character. Uh, and he's a true gem uh, yeah. who've, who's really grown in my my rankings over time as my favorite, one of my favorite characters. In the context of our show, he is one of the most droppable characters for sure in terms of for having sure. quotes that can just go in at any moment. Uh, yes, he dying really, alone. He, <laughs> he really has the gravitas uh, in, in his voice. Yeah. 
Shout out to Captain Holt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Robert California, he's the CEO for, uh, you know, most of season eight. Uh, and uh, and we meet him at the end of season seven. Uh, played by Emmy Award winning James Spader. He won Best Actor at the Cannes Fil- Film Festival in 1989 for Sex, Lies, and Videotape. He won three Whoa. Emmys for his performances in The Practice and Boston Legal. He's originally from Boston, Massachusetts. According to Wikipedia, before becoming a full-time actor, James worked jobs such as a bartender, teaching sure. yoga, driving a meat truck, <laughs> loading railroad he cars. Taught, he taught yoga? <laughs> and being a stable boy. And yeah, he met his first <laughs> wife teaching yoga. <laughs> he was a stable boy? A stable boy. And he boy. taught yoga. And he taught and yoga. And, and he, he drove a meat freight. truck. He, he drove, Wow. Wow. He really yeah. is an enigma. The dude is an enigma. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Uh, a star of the blacklist, mm-hmm. uh, oh, which yeah. I can only think of. I can only think of Nathan for you. Nathan Fielder doing a promo as ripping off the blacklist. That's one of the great uh, it, one of the, the great Conan bits. The billboards were just James Spader in a hat and it said the blacklist. <laughs> and Nathan Fielder would appear and did similar hats just wearing a similar hat. Uh, exact same thing. <laughs> when I think of uh, James Spader, I, I uh, this isn't like one of his career defining roles or anything, but I think of him as no. Ultron in the Avengers where he's right. like the evil robot and it, it mm. ties in very well. He has a very commanding voice uh, and it ties yes. in very well with the Robert California of it all. He's a man of great confidence. Mm-hmm. James, yeah, like this is, you're right. It's not one of his, like, you know, it's not going on his final, you know, list of achievements. But to me, it's like, this is the most important thing he's ever done for me personally, is play Robert California. With the amount of people uh, of and office fans that are out there, especially younger office fans, I imagine that that's like a pretty defining, if you saw him on, if you, if you saw him, they would say, oh, that's Robert California. Yeah, no, I think I think far fewer people are saying, "Oh, James Spader from Sex Lies and Videotape." <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the stable boy. <laughs> I saw that guy driving a meat truck. Yeah, uh, I know that guy. But yeah, it, I mean, James Spader kind of comes in to fill the vacuum left by Steve Carell, Michael Scott's exit at the end of se- end of season seven, and he has mm-hmm. such a huge presence through all of season eight. He's in. Especially in the early episodes in season eight, he's he's like a major character. He's a ton of lines and dialogue. So much of the action revolves around either him or a directive that he gives to Andy. So uh, he, his presence is really, really felt throughout all of season eight, all the way through the end um, when he wraps it up by giving Andy a kiss and says, it's been a great year. There, that's his last line. It's it's uh, it's a very it's, it's almost like an extended guest star kind of thing. Yeah. Big time. Because yeah. he, he agreed to do one season. I think was like I don't think he was ever planned to be the like, no, permanent I, boss I, after I can't Michael imagine after they Steve Carell. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even consult this book, but while you guys are talking, I'm just going to check that out real quick in sure. uh, the Andy Green's office book. Well, he, and he really steps in for Joe Bennett, um, who uh, you know we Kathy Bates has has a similar thing going where she is an extended guest star in season seven and the CEO of the company. And it's funny, too, that like that's kind of um, we don't spend a lot of time with the CEO of Dunder Mifflin before uh, Kathy, Kathy Bates and uh, and Robert California. I mean, we have David Wallace as a stand in, but he's the CFO. Yes, that's true. Still, <laughs> hey, still a chief. Uh, but uh, David is certainly not uh, when Joe comes in, she is like this, like a uh, level of stability. Uh, she definitely has a lot more uh, of a presence in season six as Saber first comes in. Um, a lot more dogs. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but when I, I, I do think it's interesting the way that Jim kind of in the beginning in the in the list in in the beginning of season eight, Jim is recounting how the search committee chose Robert California, who took one look around and left. He went down to Florida and talked mm-hmm. Joe out of her own job. So we have this sort of the power dynamic is actually a little bit fuzzy where. Robert is CEO, but he does talk a couple times. He alludes to Joe Bennett, my boss, and mm-hmm. how Joe is still technically kind of there, maybe as a right. member of the board. It, it is kind of interesting uh, how Robert still maybe has to answer to her. But he's so maybe it's that he's not um, CEO of Saber. He's just CEO of Dunder Mifflin. I don't know. With the they, parent company Saber. It seems like he's CEO of both. And they and we have to wait halfway through the season before he explains why he's in Scranton all the time. 
where he talks about how he doesn't like being in Florida. I think he calls it America's basement or something, something like that when mm-hmm. he's wrestling with um, right. Stu. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, that's why I spend all my time in Scranton. So it is really interesting how they kind of give us that, that reasoning or that context later on in the season for why he's just always in Scranton. Mm-hmm. Can I, I, I just skimmed through this where James Spader gives his comments on how I got involved in the show. And yeah, yeah. I must, yeah, I must yeah. read this to Go, you because yeah. it is like Robert California himself answered these questions for this book. <laughs> uh, so this is James Spader talking about how he got involved. When all this started, I didn't have much money left from the practice spinoff, Boston Legal. I'd done a big renovation on my house, and then I did a David Mamet play in New York for a year, <laughs> which was a perfect antidote to doing a television series. But when it was done, I knew I was going to need some money because I was hemorrhaging cash doing the play. And then all of a sudden, I got a call from the office. (laughs) Wow. He goes on. He goes on to basically, he talks about doing the scene at the end of season seven. And his agent was, and James Spader was like, okay, but there's no obligation. Like, I'll just come do this one thing. He had a lot of fun. The producers thought he was super funny. And when they were toying with the idea of who to bring in season eight, they Mm -hmm. followed back up with his agent. (laughs) And it said this, as he was pondering this, the office producers uh, called up his agent. They said, we'll take whatever we can get from James. Those were their words. <laughs> I said, all right, how about call them back and you say, you know what? Forget about an arc. If you want me to do the show, I want a whole season. But if I'm going to do the whole season, I need a couple months off to go do this picture. How about that for a deal? You know what? Everyone agreed. <laughs> <laughs> It really That's sounds awesome. like when you deal with James Spader, you're yeah. dealing with Robert California. Yeah. yeah. How about I'm not branch deal? manager? I'm, I'm CEO. Hemorrhaging cash. <laughs> they whole season. I remember when uh, when the show or when the season eight first premiered, reading some interviews about how having a, a figure like Robert California in the office gave it like a little bit of realism, which is to say that when you know your boss walks around, you kind of sit up a little straighter. You want to make sure you look like you're, you know, engaged and doing your work. And they they overdo it a little bit, where he walks into the room and everyone hustles back to wherever they are. Uh, yeah, it definitely <laughs> is kind of a shock to the system, as far as what we're used to from season seven of The Office. Uh, and there aren't as many. The ensemble isn't uh, doesn't really like. Um, they don't talk back to him in the same way they do Michael. You know, so mm-hmm. it is very interesting the the effect that he has on everyone. And given that the manager is Andy, uh, and so many of the early episodes um, in season eight are about Andy and Robert, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean he's such a he's such a departure from Michael Scott, and just about in every single way you can imagine. I mean, he's obviously he's like extremely wealthy. He carries himself with this presence and this <laughs> sophistication and class and passionately and all these things (laughs) that Michael wants to be Robert is. And yet he has none of the empathy and none of none of the touch that like Michael Scott has. Like Michael's just wants to be liked by everyone. Right. He wants to be, he wants to everyone to love him and care. And, and Robert could care less about what people think. Yeah. You know, he's all about the actions, the flesh. He's so (laughs) uh, concerned uh, with this sort of, higher world society that he thinks he's a part of that he can't he can't really connect with his employees much in the same way michael couldn't but for a completely different reason and um he's just as off-putting as michael but again on the other side of the coin not because he's a child because he's like this guy is so weird he is so in his own head about being this powerful lizard king that i have nothing in common with him he's not very relatable because we don't really know who he is yeah. It's like a whole thing. We don't really know what he means so often, so much of the time. And and they do that. They play that a lot for comedic effect uh, throughout season eight. I do think that there are a handful of relatable Robert moments, mostly when he's just tired of everyone. Ugh, Andy, for God's sakes, yes, just come in. Like yeah. there's there's a lot of that kind of thing uh, where or, or in pool party when he says, come on, Jim, you must. Uh, see what you were laughing about. Why? Why do I need to see it? I don't know. Just come on. There's, there's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sort of exasperation. I think is is yeah. pretty funny. Um, I yeah. do think we should mention because we're talking about Michael and Robert that there is a I don't know a popular uh, I guess you'd call it a meme that basically says can you like uh, can you believe or I can't believe that we never got a conversation between these two Robert and Michael yeah. and what that conversation would have been like. Yeah, uh, it's hard to imagine. Although uh, you do imagine it would be pretty hilarious. Is he talking to season seven, Michael, or season two, Michael? Yeah. (laughs) That's very different. Uh, But yeah, I mean, Robert California has an ability to 
manipulate people. That's kind of a weird turn in the office because we don't see Michael like Michael tries to do it and everyone sees through that. Yeah. You know, Robert California is really, really manipulative in a bad way. I mean, he psychologically tortures Andy pretty much ruins his life. I feel like the effect that he has on Andy yeah. and he does it time and again in just tiny little ways. He the way he controls people is really scary. I'm thinking specifically when. Uh, he wants Pam to find the voicemail that Nellie left yeah. so he can hear yeah. it. And the way he corners Pam in the kitchen and Pam's like, oh, I'm really busy. Like, I don't have time to do this. And he's like, tell me the reasons. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you me? Yeah, tell yeah. me a list of reasons why you can't help me? Well, let's do that list right now. And and Pam just is like, okay, I guess I'll help you. Like, he just absolutely <laughs> steamrolls her. And yeah. it's, uh, it's terrifying. The myth is that it is up to the steamroller. <laughs> there is a moment, too, when they're talking, when Pam does get the phone. The fallacy. I don't remember exactly what Robert says to her, but Pam just says back, what do you, what do you want from me to, to Robert? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny to be that, that, uh, that, that candid, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I will, I, I'm curious to know your guys' thought. I think first, like, I think the way that they bring in Robert in the first part of the season is like he's he speaks a little bit of truth. There's some there are some things that are really interesting about what he has to say. I think in the list, for example, when he makes the list of winners and losers, that little speech he gives at the end, yeah, talks about you know uh, life is long. I, or I I just met you, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Winners prove me right. Winner or losers prove me wrong. I always thought that was kind of an interesting uh, dynamic to introduce into the office and to categorize every one of those two groups. Um, and over the course of the season. You know, it, it plays out. Well, maybe this guy doesn't know what he's talking about uh, right. so much. Yeah, he but doesn't. I guess what were your first impressions of Robert? Did you guys feel like he had that kind of uh, knowledge or anything early on? I mean, I. Yeah, go ahead. John. Oh, I was just trying to think back. I mean, I I feel like I didn't know. I, I, I never read up on this type of stuff, so I didn't know that James Spader was going to be in all of season eight. I think I was confused by this character at first. Um, and like got a kick out of him and stuff like that. But I always kind of expected him to maybe not be around that long, not be around for like the whole season. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so funny. James Spader is such a, you're just like, oh, that's a star. But like, I don't, not like I was super familiar with James Spader's work or anything. Um, he's just a name that I recognized. And, but he came in with such a different energy that was, I really, I mean, he does it in the end of season seven. He's, he just disarms that whole room, and I thought it was just an interesting uh, ingredient to, to put into the show was this guy who has a completely different way to control a room than Michael Scott, whereas Michael does it with just absolute insanity and being loud, and he wants, he wants like, like, Michael puts his heart on his sleeve in a way that he's trying to earn everyone's affection mm-hmm. versus Robert demands that everyone earn his affection. And it's a very, it does a very different thing to the ensemble. Yeah. And we, we see it play out over all of season eight. It's kind of like Robert will make eye contact with someone until they look away. And like yes. he kind of pulls people in in that way. I'm thinking of, specifically, I'm thinking of when he does it to the camera mm-hmm. <laughs> in the end of that talking head where he turns away from the interview table and just makes eye contact directly <laughs> with the camera as if he's, he's going to win a stare down with the camera. Yeah. You know? He's, he's uh, sort of amused by everything that's going on. Like he's like, wow, look at all this. Yeah. Look at all these people, ants scurrying about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, he's he's completely full of it. Like he's really nothing. He's just all bluster, you know. There. I uh, mean, we look at the office now as this sort of contained loop, especially as people watch it on repeat. Or, and I think when we when the show was airing, there was definitely this huge air of uncertainty about who was going to be the manager, and then how long is Robert California going to be on the show? Um, it's it's a little different now, just because we know we know so well how the series sort of. Uh, changes over between season eight and season nine and season seven to season eight, I guess as well. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting to watch the way that Robert kind of comes in. And then by the end, it's, you know, I think Harry Janarone says it at the end of turf war, he says, we're not going to be doing this in six months. So right. you kind of know that Robert Robert's going to run the, yeah, he's running the company into the, into the, yeah. into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing in the, in the end, right. We discover that his name's Bob Kazimakis Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's got this um, pretty uh, messed up plan to go around and, and teach gymnasts uh, how to become yeah. <laughs> sex workers, most, most likely. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a little vague, but um, 
great. you get the impression that he's not a good guy yeah, uh, and no. maybe not who he says he is. Do you think he ever sold deep sea drilling equipment? <laughs> who knows? I know it's yeah, there's he's an enigma. There's no way of knowing. Yeah, that's how he likes it, uh, which makes which makes the Mrs. California. I guess we'll get to this eventually, but that's just something that the Mrs. California episode is so strange is how did yeah. such a wonderful woman end up with this man <laughs> right uh i don't understand but yeah, i, I mean, think it he... goes to show that he has many faces that he can put on for whatever or masks shall we say bacchanal masks that he can don for <laughs> each occasion in his life mrs california is a big episode for for him because that's kind of one of the first cracks in the uh in his character that we see that he is like super like manic and flustered about lying to uh uh to his wife and then we see that he's a fabulous liar pretending that he never said any of that um he totally like dominates uh andy when they're when they're yeah. all discussing it the three of them so um the, manip the manipulation is off the charts and ed helms is the perfect actor for that <laughs> role the, the amount of faces he makes where he's <laughs> yeah. he's like between a rock and a hard place for that entire oh, episode. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's good. And I love, too, how they try to get Jim as he's, like, escaping. That sh Dude, Jim sliding out of frame and getting out of there on that shot is so well done. And then yeah. Aaron immediately, like, where's Jim? Well, he rolled out and then crawled out. <laughs> also, really quick before I forget, you mentioned Harry Generone and the Turf Wars. Oh, yeah. Just a joke I picked up I'd never noticed before is when Harry Generone first walks in, he goes... We're Jim Halpert and Dwight Schrute. And then right away, Aaron goes, Jim, Dwight, what are your last names? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I had never caught that before. It's so quick. And it's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Something that I noticed uh, in terms of figure, in terms of the characters figuring out that Robert maybe doesn't know exactly what he's doing and that Robert is a strange guy. Um, and and uh, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in terms of little moments uh, that maybe you'd forgotten about, uh, I, the, the episode where uh, Dwight goes down to, um, I think it's trivia. Dwight goes down to uh, Saber to confront Robert and ask him for a job and ends up in Robert's condo watching him wrestle stew. When uh, Robert is wrestling, he says, guys, help yourself to some drinks from the fridge. The way that the camera pans up to Gabe and Dwight and the, the look on Dwight's face where he's suddenly <laughs> skeptical of this guy is really funny because you don't get a lot of Dwight looking into the camera like that. Yeah. Um, it's a it's very much a gym face that Dwight makes. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's interesting to think about the way that the characters kind of see the facade of Robert or the the they see it kind of fade away. Yeah, I mean, they're also all like weirdly into impressing him in the beginning. I mean, Garden Party, everybody's making toasts to him and stuff like that. I mean, even people like Oscar and Kevin, people who you wouldn't normally see sucking up to authority like that. Um, he does it, Which is we it see just the spell times. that he casts over everyone. Yeah, every new I mean, they do it with Charles Minor. They do it with D'Angelo. It's true. Uh, that's Robert true. California. Yeah, there's yeah. always a period of adjustment here. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I think then he, everyone's a little. He's just he's just makes people a little uncomfortable when he's around. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. just the, every time he's in the office, it seems like everyone's a little bit. They're just kind of keeping an eye on him, because that's what he's doing. That's why I mm -hmm. think you know that's the Robert California. Let's have a conversation. You yep. just never yep. know when he's going to descend on you and talk about some weird ass shit. <laughs> or uh, or when uh, Jim gets that text from Robert, bring your clubs to Florida. Oh yeah, and then they have to figure out how to text back and what that means, and it, you know, <laughs> yeah, it ends up in a with, super long time yeah. writing the text. Yeah, uh, but it's 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 so cryptic; you never know what it means. I think uh, not that we need to dwell on the Mrs. California episode, but that 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 episode is one I struggle with a little bit, just because so much of the episode like relies on that sort of twisting of Robert's words and what he means and what he doesn't mean, and whether or not what he actually is thinking. Um, I think it's funnier in smaller doses played out throughout the uh, throughout the season. I think like in Garden Party when he's asking Andy about the basil or the marmalade, little things yes. like that um, mm -hmm. can be can be really funny. Uh, but oh, God, uh, I love tiny it. power moves all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's very really condescending in a way. The way he like talks about people in front of them is yeah, it's very 
uh, it would be really hard to work for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, we've talked about it before, but that part when he asks Andy if he wants the basil or the marmalade, and then uh, you know at the end of that he's like, "Gretchen, I need another marmalade." <laughs> Who's Gretchen? Yeah. Who's Gretchen? Yeah. <laughs> I clearly um, remember you said basil plant. Right, right, and then he <laughs> and then he gives a long look to the camera, and so like a lot of people have have written online and stuff like that, like. Does does that mean that he's deliberately messed it up or and he's just messing? This is just his way of messing with people. He's just constantly messing with them. Yeah, he 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 papers over everything with his confidence. He's so assured of himself that uh, he can he can kind of mess with truth a little bit or what mm-hmm. it makes people kind of doubt what they're hearing. I think, too, like there are so many times when he delivers these things that uh, or these these sort of takes that uh People just agree with when he's talking about Sesame Street. Ours is a cultural ghetto. Wouldn't you agree? And everyone around the table yeah. just says, yes, yes. Yeah. Apt, yeah. apt analogy, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just kind of buy uh, into whatever he says. Yeah. He does love Sesame Street. Uh, he also named his son Bert. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> but that's Junior, isn't is it not? It's Robert. Oh, right. Yeah. Gotcha. Bert. Yeah. Yeah. But he goes by Bert. I think yeah. somebody, uh, I think I saw that on Dirty like, Boy. The... Yeah. <laughs> I do, you know, one thing that, that Robert and Michael have in, in common is that they say ridiculous things with absolute confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's, I think, one of the one of the funny things about Robert California is how committed he is to everything that he says. How funny, yeah. my body's become acclimated to Southern Italy. I've never been there. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that odd? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never been there. I got into a case of Australian reds and, how should I say this, Colombian whites. That, when he comes in after closing Binghamton, that is one of the most realistic depictions of hungover. The way how terrible James Spader looks when he takes his sunglasses off is mm-hmm. is just spot on. <laughs> I uh, love how he, how he just comes in shushing people. Yeah. yeah. Just lowers the volume. <laughs> he... Uh, it's funny that he's the only okay of the new managers we see between Charles Minor, D'Angelo, Robert California, even Joe. Um, he's the only one we actually get to meet his like wife and child. Like we never see the family of anyone else mm-hmm. so much, like a new boss or anything. Except for I guess David Wallace, we see his house and and his family. But it's just funny that of of all these characters, this Robert California, who's the most enigmatic like we keep saying is we actually do see his kid and his wife and get a sense of what he's like at home and that like obviously susan uh california is over his bullshit and his kid is just like he clearly robert california does not bring the same amount of strictness home with him like what robert california likes is being respected by people in positions of power and so he treats everyone else who's not that as just like someone who's a tool in his in his kit to for whatever games he wants to play. Yeah. That's that, a really, that, Oh yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that his son is going to grow up to be like a super villain. Right. I mean, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Well, whatever trust fund he has tracking yeah. hurricanes and things like that. Yeah. Uh, it is, you know, that's a really interesting point that I hadn't thought about before is that Robert, uh, seems to want to control everything in, in his in, in the workplace. But when they go to his house, he's lamenting all of the things that had changed or that didn't become the way that he wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I met the vegan, he says. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he walks around his house talking about all the things that didn't happen the way that he wanted them to. But you would think that uh, so that that is a really interesting point that I hadn't thought mm. about before. I had a one man Saturnalia last night. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A maybe one so. man Saturnalia. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Well, in vino veritas, as they say. That that is like the most. That's one of the biggest insights I feel like we get into his character is when he he gets so drunk, closes the branch, and then later on he doesn't regret it. He doesn't rethink that he made a mistake. He goes, "I must have been right because I was drunk, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna start doubting my drunken self now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just he just kind of blindly marches forward with his ego yeah. through any problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it much in the same way that Michael does, but just in a very different flavor. It's it's mm-hmm. really funny. <laughs> One of my favorite dynamics talking talking about how he just like confronts people with with himself i guess is is when he comes in and in, in uh i think the episode is gettysburg when he comes in and, and has uh pam and stanley and ryan and kevin just pitch him different ideas game changers he calls <laughs> yeah them. yeah i love i love the interactions that you get 
with Robert and someone like Ryan or Kevin versus someone like Jim, who we expect to kind of stand up for everyone in the office. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny to watch it uh, happen with uh, with Stanley and Ryan and, and them. Like he's on one hand, he's very open to their ideas. Show me what you got. Uh, but the other hand, he just shoots them down with. Yeah. No, no. yeah. This it's situation idea. you just. Yeah. <laughs> of a woman finding her paper is too masculine. It's not one that I'm familiar with. <laughs> and then Stanley says in the African American community, and Robert just says nope, <laughs> and, and Stanley goes and sits down. <laughs> or, uh, or or same thing with uh, with Ryan, where he where he's like, is that all you got? And he says, well, it took me most of the time to memorize the presentation. Well, <laughs> <laughs> in, in Mrs. California, when she comes in, and Robert or like Ryan goes away to kind of glad hand Mrs. California right away, because like that's Ryan's move. Is like, oh, this new powerful boss, and you know she calls him. Brian and he does the bitch talking head. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. When I just noticed this too, when he's talking right before when they walk in, he's saying about you know, it's called the Dream for a Wish Foundation. And we're gonna run those <laughs> other guys out of business. <laughs> like, I hadn't got that he's starting a rival make a wish foundation. Dream, dream to for tank a wish. the other ones. It's so weird. You know it's funny, like something that has happened quite a lot since uh since the move from Netflix to Peacock is noticing little things that probably weren't in the Netflix cuts before. I'm thinking yeah. specifically of um the episode's Angry Andy, uh, but where there's like an extended sort of story, like their whole like B and C storylines, or I guess you would call them C and D storylines that just weren't in the Netflix cuts, mm. you know, like they were trying to do this whole Rudy thing. Uh, that Andy's trying to get everyone to do. Like, there's so much stuff that just wasn't included before. It's it's really fu- it's fun oh. to watch. Uh, it's fun to see. Yeah, hmm. a lot of uh, Mandela effect uh, potential there. Oh, it's like you remember yes. one thing. You remember, dude. This has happened. Yeah. This happened several times. This happens in the show all the time when you misremember. Like, I had taken Oscar's Spanish red comment and plugged it into. Robert saying Australian reds and Colombian whites oh. in my head. It was like, no, he says Spanish reds, but uh-huh. no, that's Oscar mm-hmm. who says that. Right. And the, the other one is this one, which is just an all time drop. Lying son of a bitch. <laughs> which I have quoted on the show as him just saying, you son of a bitch. And I forgot about the lying part, but there it is. He always said lying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah little, uh, I'm little, fine, uh... bitch. I'm fine. Lying son of a bitch. <laughs> Little, uh, yeah, little moments, slap. little extensions of scenes here and there. It, extended cuts, like when you watch, you see the run times for some of these episodes, and they and they tip over thirty minutes, and it's just it's just a different viewing experience. It is, it's super interesting now that we're in the uh, the age of Peacock uh, to see, like <laughs> the year this, of the rooster, yeah, year this, of the cock, this new stuff uh, going like being added to the office. But it's fun. It's fun to. It, it definitely adds an element of newness. The show that we've been watching, you know, for so long. Mm-hmm. Well, well, if you'll excuse me, I should step out and get to the ATM before that homeless man sets up camp for the night. <laughs> I always wondered if that was Creed. <laughs> That's funny. I feel like Creed and Robert could have had a little more interaction. I feel like they would connect on a lot of things. They mm-hmm. might find a lot in common somehow. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't just like recognize each other. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> And then just pretend to not know each other. <laughs> and we'll yeah. never know. Never know what it is. <laughs> I do love, like, I think it's the only Creed and Robert interaction where Creed says, you don't live as long as I have, Bobby, without a healthy fear of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> calls him Bobby. <laughs> you know, you're right, Sean. I feel like one of their first meetings, they could have had a handshake and Robert would have gone, Charles? Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. And then, yeah. Charles Bob. Schneider, <laughs> like maybe, uh, maybe Mr. Yeah. Kazimakis. Maybe yeah. he played harmonica in the grassroots. Yes, yes. <laughs> there it is. I, oh my gosh! By the way, I was read in in the in the Andy Green's book. It said that it said James Spader was a tertiary member of the Brat Pack. Oh yeah, <laughs> crazy! Oh my god! Good for him. Yeah. Um. Cool. What are you know? What are your favorite Robert California moments? If we haven't mentioned, if we haven't mentioned them yet, most of them have come up. I mean, there's there just so many, many little. Yeah. Things. I mean, I don't think we've mentioned one that we we bring up all the time, which is, what do you say, Jim? You want to take the family to <laughs> Disney Town, Land, Land World? world. <laughs> Let me guess. You want one too? Take the family to Disney Town, Land, World. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Tell me, Jim, would you prefer a nature metaphor or a sexual metaphor? Oh, God, nature. <laughs> oh, God, nature. <laughs> oh, that was the nature metaphor? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that wasn't so bad, was it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I think the I think the Kelly, what do you fear speech is one of the best Robert mm-hmm. California moments we get. It's just so, ah, it's just ah, so creepy. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking, yes. Now we're cooking. <laughs> what, the, uh... what is it, Kelly? What is this? great fear of yours never marrying yes dying alone that is very scary <laughs> you know what okay so something that we haven't talked about in all of our conversations about robert is how early on in the season he just kind of sees through andy and aaron and he talks about why did i choose andy because he's all surface but he talks about when uh when aaron comes in with a cup of cold coffee and and Robert just turns to that Andy after. Very cold. Yeah, <laughs> very cold. I love that too. He dips over at the waist like a bird, like one of those little dipping bird things <laughs> yeah. to, to take a sip of the coffee. But it's too full. He just turns to Andy and he says, "You like her?" And Andy says, "I do. She likes you too." There's he has this sort yeah. of. Uh, and uh, later on in, in Spooked, when uh, he calls both of them into Andy's office to talk to them, like he's like, "Why wouldn't you just ask Andy to clarify?" And then later yeah. on, he keeps commenting like, nope, nope, I'm not here. Like he's, yeah, <laughs> he clearly sees what's going on between them, but he, he's, uh, yes. they're he, not being direct with each other. And Robert's, I guess, if you want to call it a strength, he isn't, no, he's nothing if not direct, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, I guess, you know what, maybe I, I take that back. There are a lot of times when he's not direct at all. It just, seems, he can be both. it just seems like he is. He's so, he's just all over the place. Yeah. That's why he makes people so uneasy mm-hmm. is you just don't know. He's so unpredictable. Uh, which again is so different from Michael Scott, who, who's also pretty unpredictable, but in a way that's so different. And like, he's almost socio. Robert California is almost sociopathic mm-hmm. in that he really actually does understand people and he can read people, but he doesn't care about people, mm-hmm. which is just that is like Hallmark sociopath. Well, that's like, like I'll play with them and I don't really care. I I always forget about the little storyline too, the Christmas episode when when Aaron, like he kind of encourages Aaron to get like more rowdy and drunk yes. and then drives yes. her home mm-hmm. and yes. it's just like uh what is happening now yeah, very like, strange yeah it's and then good. meredith <laughs> that whole time uh, you're like, just like aaron like get away from him get away from him yeah. <laughs> meredith saying we followed you home <laughs> and he wanted to make sure <laughs> california didn't stick it in you it's so gross <laughs> a line that i laughed at this time that i kind of forgotten about is when uh Meredith says, this isn't my street. And Andy says, Meredith, shut your drunk hole. Yeah. He's he's just a... There's... Do you you wonder if Robert California thinks he's pathetic deep down? Mm -hmm. I've always wondered this because he's in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? He's in Scranton. He's not... He's not what he thinks he is. He knows he's not what he thinks he is when he turn in terms of talking about, you know, wiping mutton grease on the walls and having these giant eyes wide shut parties and sort of being this 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 mythical creature in, in a castle in Europe. That's where he thinks he should be. Yeah. And he knows he's not. And I just wonder uh, if the reason he treats people this way is he's just so completely I, um, f- fed up with his was, own life. I I don't know. I just listened to a podcast all about Rasputin, (laughs) Rasputin's life. And I think that Robert California is comparable. He's he's a flim flam man who believes his own bullshit and will just never stop trying to rise to power um, (coughs) is is kind of how I see. I think he buys his own. I think he buys his own. BS. I think he buys his own stock. I think he he's thinks, his own game stop. I think when he convinces people of things, he's like, "Whoa, that worked!" Like, you know what I mean? And he just keeps he's willing going. to experiment yeah. with people's with everything they got. Yeah, he's a he's a con man. He's a con man. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and he just kind of uh, he'll write out a situation until it's time for him to exit. And I think when he does make that exit, talking to David Wallace, everyone is just kind of happy to see him go. They don't mm-hmm. they don't they don't speak up to try to correct david or anything like that no. they're just kind of ready to see him go um here's but, a question would you rather see the scene there's two scenes we never see one uh would you rather see him talking to joe bennett and convincing joe bennett to give him the whole company or would you rather see the when he leaves the voicemail for nelly and closes oh, the branch i want to see the joe bennett conversation 
Oh, I kind of want to see him what he says in the voice. I want to see him leave the voicemail. I think because that... because because Nelly comes in later and goes the voicemail. She's yes, 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 and never. And it's like, what did he ask her? Yeah. What were all those questions? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I man, I, I think I would rather have the Joe Bennett scene personally. Uh, just because I would like to see those two characters interact. And Joe is a, is a strong character as well. So uh, <laughs> I'm interested to see how that would play out. Uh, I do love that when, when um, there is an also an element of other characters talking about Robert California, like the man hmm. speaks of nothing but sex. No, that's not true. He, sometimes he talks about flesh and bacchanals. <laughs> uh, or later or in the Doomsday episode when they're reading out the emails. Uh, <laughs> Robert's favorite song, Creep by Radiohead, Creep by TLC. He eats his yogurt like he's punishing it. Like yeah, no, right. Yeah. When's the last time you lived so intensely that your brain literally couldn't hold the memories in? <laughs> That's how he interprets getting blacked out. Getting blackout drunk and hung over is I lived so intensely my brain literally, literally couldn't, couldn't hold, hold the memories, the memories in. in. What a what a he's oh, conning God. himself all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Any any other moments that we couldn't possibly uh, uh, not there's, mention here? There's the Funny one. How the houses are always yeah. colonials, and the penises are always circumcised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a when uh, it's angry Andy when when uh, they 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 have that conference room meeting and it says impotence on the on the, on the board, God. and they're yeah. they're just they're just you know they're going in on Andy and yeah. Uh, there's a talking head of Robert in the kitchen. He has his arms folded and he goes, "I almost didn't come in today." <laughs> yeah, and he, that's great because he's so entertained. Yeah, he's by so what's entertained. going on. Yeah, or there, there's a, it also got vastly more interesting. Yes, it's yeah, so good. Yeah, there's a yeah. When he takes but, over Oscars, it gets better. Video is a great Robert Kelly. Oh yeah, too. Or what about yeah. what about sexuality what, is a spectrum. There's about, a there's an entire thing that I think was recently added with Peacock where. Uh, Nelly is the manager and Andy is back and he's Robert is talking to Andy about what he would do if Aaron says like th- there's a whole new scene of Robert and Andy just interacting, um, mm-hmm. which I think people should check out. It's pretty funny. Like, what would you do if uh, Aaron moved back to, to Florida? What would you do if she was in a taken situation? There's like all these like ridiculous <laughs> things that, that Robert asks of, of Andy. Um, <laughs> but his. Oh, God. No, no, no. You got it. I uh, only last thing I don't think we talked about is basically how he's the he's the one that allows Nellie to just become manager, and oh, it's right. a really weird little chapter of the show when he, she's manager because like, yeah, it's like she saw an empty seat and filled it, and he, again, he knows it's the wrong, he knows it shouldn't happen, yeah, but he lets it happen because he basically is like he won't allow himself to make these decisions while he's <laughs> like he's like I need to go make love before I can make this decision because <laughs> Nellie's like he says something like people don't say no to me or something like that. And she's like, well, the thing is about people who say no, it feels so good when they finally say yes. And he's just like, I must excuse myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just like, huh. he kind of does like, that little sound yeah. he makes sometimes. Yeah. The, uh, huh. There's also that moment where he's in the, he, he walks in and Andy is cleaning up his cherries Jubilee and he says, Andy, what do we have to do to get rid of you? Hire, hire <laughs> you back and uh, send Aaron down to Florida. <laughs> and then Harry Jenner Road walks in and they have that conversation. Yeah. And he says to Andy, he goes, it's all right, kid, finish your dishes. Because <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> <laughs> he's got that visitor tag. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he mistakes him for Jim when he walks in. He oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not I mean, Jim. And he looks, Andy looks kind of pleased that he was mistaken for Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. sick. Uh, Not Jim. But yeah, I mean, what an iconic and unique character in the office. He Robert really California. Is. Yeah. He, Robert California. He uh, really helps like season eight not be season nine. If that, I mean, if that makes sense. It's like, I mean, it's like, what's the one difference between those two seasons? It's like Robert California is yeah. really the main difference, right? In it, terms of just a character time. there. And, uh, and, and it works. Oh, you know what? Before we wrap up, what I'm glad you mentioned uh, you mentioned Rain Wilson, just because I really thought that at the end of season seven, they kind of set up Robert versus Dwight. Yes. Dwight seems Mm. to be so impassioned about the brand. Like, what makes you think that you can judge a place so quickly? 
and right. figured oh, yeah. you out. I do yeah. kind of wish there was a little bit more Robert versus Dwight in season eight because they That's they so turned true. down they turned down Dwight's screen presence a little bit and they explain it with his Krav Maga, his meditation, his martial arts, his boxing. Um, but I do wish there was a little bit more of a Dwight fighting for the company, fighting for uh, fighting for Dunder Mifflin uh, yeah. versus Robert, which uh, they kind of tease a little bit at the end of season yeah. seven, but they don't, it doesn't really happen. You can't figure me way. out. I already yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While he's sitting the way there. He, yeah. The way he looks at him and just sort of takes stock. <laughs> it's so down. interesting. Yeah. And there is that moment where he says, uh, you know, they, they, he offers Dwight the medal. He says, it's a job interview, not a flea market. He says, the job's not right for you, but something that is right for you, I'll try you out. Now get the hell out of my place. Dwight says, yep. And he just walks out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway. Robert California, if we missed, uh, if we missed any of your favorite moments, you can always uh, write to us or leave us a voicemail. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, but uh, now it's time for conference room. Five minutes. Everyone, conference room now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, where do you want to start? How about we start with uh, a new segment of the conference room, yeah. or maybe its own segment called, uh, what should we call this? Oscars Actually? I feel like we should just call it Actually. Yeah. This, this is actually yeah. <laughs> this is actually so so uh, just uh, we had a mailbag episode a week ago two weeks ago I'm not sure what the order of release is here but uh, um, we uh, got some responses to some stuff that we had mentioned in that show um, if you uh, uh, Aaron who wrote the Hans Zimmer themes version of the theme song incredible I re-listened to that I mean so good <laughs> And uh, yeah, and if you didn't catch it, go back and listen to it. Uh, he says that he made it using software called Logic Pro. So, oh, uh, yeah. OK. And okay. Uh, I'm sure that you're, still not easy to do. I yeah, think he's off. a wizard at it for sure, man. That was great. Um, I'll take the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about um, badly digitized <laughs> moments uh, like uh, when they go to the dump or when Michael's in New York, just like green screen moments and stuff like that that kind of take you out of the show. Uh, Keith from Greenville, Greenville, South Carolina, says another badly digitized moment of uh, the fire in beach games. Um, ah, yes, that's not uh, not yes. at night with the hot coals, but right before that, where those random dudes yes. light the fire amazingly yeah. at the same time as Michael yells walking through fire. Yeah, very. That rough. is pretty obviously CGI. And then um, and then Justin uh, says that the bat from business school is made up of three things, a real bat uh, for shots of it on the ceiling, uh, a CGI bat when it flies around. And then it they built some sort of mechanical helmet that thing that Kate wore on her head when she's got the bag on her head. Uh, And uh, he says they they, that they explain that in office, ladies. So, yes. And that's what I think this going forward the segment will be for is not like obviously we're going to get little things wrong here and there quotes or whatever but if there's sometimes we talk about stuff and we're just we don't know the answer yet and then people tell us the answer later so that's what the actually corner yeah yeah. Oscars actually segment is for is to be like oh we learned this or if we missed or if we missed something that uh, should definitely be mentioned like the like the fire and beach games that was a good one only took us 100 episodes to to (laughs) get a segment where we correct ourselves always growing always growing always growing uh, but yeah, they, a lot of people told us about the bats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. really listen to Office Ladies for, for fear of just regurgitating. Yeah, I mean it that's that's show. the big thing. I mean, uh, I mean, I really like Office Ladies, and I'm I not know. caught up. But I do worry sometimes about like if we're just repeating stuff that people hear on mm-hmm. on, that, on that podcast. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We want to be a companion show, not a yeah, not a. Right. We don't want to just say the same stuff for mm-hmm. sure. Um, what else we got for a conference room today? All right, I've got a, a more traditional conference room topic. Nice. Uh, this comes uh, from uh, Nick F. from NYC, who, who sent us a picture. Um, I'll see if you can, I can show it to you guys. But basically, it's uh, of, of him, of, of an office puzzle they were doing. Um, oh, look oh. at that. Yeah. Oh, cool. I don't know if you can really make it out very well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it just got me thinking, like, if you could have an image from the office on a puzzle, what would you mm-hmm. want it to be? 
This is topical with uh, with the pandemic as it's there's been a, hot, a huge uptick in puzzle. Yeah, very much. Or puzzle solving, rather. Mm-hmm. Do you solve a puzzle? You make a puzzle? You solve a puzzle. you solve a puzzle, yeah. Okay. You don't crack um, a case, you solve a case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Um, hmm. I can give you my number one pick. Yeah, dude. Which is Michael and Oscar kissing. Uh, oh, uh, wow. Uh, uh, just the. Uh, that would uh, be a beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> nice I love the idea, too, that it's like it slowly comes together as you're putting the pieces yeah, together. You'd, you'd save the lip touch yeah. piece for the last one. I uh, I do like a good uh, holiday puzzle, a good Christmas puzzle. So maybe like uh, Dwight as, a, as an elf <laughs> lighting mm. up the tree. Dwight with a pumpkin. Yeah. Uh, Dwight, Dwight with the pumpkin on his head. Oh, I got one here. Uh, Pam's mural with the butts on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. And not a picture of the wall. Just like that's the image. Is that that exact painting, but with the the butts? The Christmas photo where they do the Charlie's Angels, or they try to jump. Hmm. Or you know what? How about Michael? Uh, uh, his his uh, Photoshop picture of everyone in the office. The oh, yeah. office yes. Oh yes. That's <laughs> yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Or or Michael skiing. <laughs> I think yeah. Photoshop. Of I mean, skiing. the Michael and Jan poster. Oh, Jamaica <laughs> shot. I mean, that's that's the that's one. ready. And there's already an image file of that, so you could make a you could make yeah. a custom puzzle of that pretty easy. That's that's awesome. That'd be Definitely. that'd be pretty great. I would like. I, have you guys oh, yeah. seen on Instagram of just how many people are recreating that? No. <laughs> oh, dude, oh couples uh, couples do it all the oh time and it's like if people are staying at sandals you can go on, on reddit or whatever and oh. there's just tons of people doing that exact same oh thing. can we all go to sandals jamaica that would be, so, <laughs> yeah, that it's would all be inclusive. a good uh, retreat yeah. sometime yeah. um uh, uh the iconic stapler and jello would not be a bad one yeah that'd be good so, yeah that would be fantastic yeah something of a dwight and jim together like maybe when mm-hmm. uh Maybe when Jim is driving the car and he gets Dwight to bump his head into the back of the seat, something something like that. Yeah, <laughs> or or when it's uh, the three of them in disguise when they go to, oh, to Uta- yes. Utica and they're yeah. just in the car, yeah. <laughs> or they're on the couch. Shot. Yeah, 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 or on the couch. That'd yeah. be a good one. Or the or, or the old photo of Jim and Dwight. Yeah, that he holds. Oh up. yeah. <laughs> oh, young Sub-question. Jim. Question. Sub question is like that. What what would you make for a really difficult puzzle? which would be like all the same color and what would be a, an easier one, right? Mm-hmm. So like the hardest puzzle would be all bland colors, something from season one probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, I want the picture. They, they take a photo of Oscar oh. holding the baby poster. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's right. that's really Actually, good. A, a puzzle of just the artwork that's in the break room, that like motel oh, print. Oh, nice, yeah. Of just that would actually be a hard puzzle because it's all like two faded colors mm-hmm. that kind of fit together. What, what about, about it? Oh, yeah, just a picture of paper. <laughs> Whoa, man! <laughs> a ream of Card paper. Stock. What? Yeah. I, okay, last one I think for me was the would be uh, the free family portrait studio where Jim is like holding his kids and looking up at the lights, terrified. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be a great. <laughs> That's puzzle. a good. That yeah. is good. Yeah. <laughs> That's that good. one actually, the one you you. Edward, you found an uh, accidental renaissance oh, yeah, I still need from to post that. Yeah. work oh, yeah. bus. Mm-hmm. We should put that up on our socials. That's also a fantastic poster. Yeah, it's um, an amazing <laughs> For those of you who don't shot, know that, yeah. accidental, is it accidentally renaissance? Or? Accidental renaissance, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But it's like images people will find in movies, TV, and other pop culture that look like a renaissance painting. And there's a moment from it. work bus that Edwin found that's... Really good. So we'll we'll post that on our yeah Instagram. I'm looking at it right now. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Can you send that to me right now just so I got yeah. it and I'll put it on Twitter? Yeah, for sure. Um that's how the sausage is made, folks. Right there. <laughs> anything anything else before we move on to trivia? <sighs> Do you think Robert California is still alive? <laughs> no. I think he got messed up. I think he got involved in some shady stuff. Hopefully, in he's Europe. in jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he and would finish here. the puzzle to find himself in jail. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. On that note, it's time for some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Uh, trivia today comes from Michelle. Hi, guys. Uh, I want to thank you for the podcast. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Uh, This is all uh, season five, episode 24, Casual Friday. Okay. All right. 
What was the word that Michael spelled out on the Scrabble board when he wanted to get Jim's opinion? Ah, no scrub. No scrub. <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's what Creed says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Challenge. Uh, <laughs> what's the? What are the ingredients and the preparation method in Kevin's famous chili that was listed by him in the cold open? Oh, Edwin, oh, wow. take it away. Uh, okay, the ingredients <laughs> and the per- steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, what he yeah what he does for each. Okay, thing. so uh, roasting whole tomatoes. Or roasting ancho chilies. And, yes, and roasting ancho. And first, yeah. Di- oh yeah, go ahead. First, he presses garlic, right? Yeah, pressing garlic. Yep. Uh, dicing tomatoes. Tomato. Dice tomatoes. Dice. Yep, correct. Yeah, only garlic, one more. Tomatoes. Only one left. The trick is to undercook the onions. Undercooked the onions. Yeah, undercooked mm-hmm. the onions. Nice. Okay, who was the girl that Toby followed to Scranton and dropped out of the seminary? Uh, Her name for? was Kathy. Her it's name another was Kathy. Kathy. Another Kathy. Question four, what does Dwight's memo say? Printed uh, both in regular ink and invisible ink. Uh, I mean, it's it's just about them meeting in the uh, down in the warehouse, but I, I don't know if there's like a specific line that I can't think of. Yeah, sure, sure. It says uh, gather all the salespeople except for Ryan and Pam in invisible ink. What does it say <laughs> in uh, in regular ink? Or what oh, is it's Andy? A, it's about uh, putting files in reverse alphabetical it's, order. Correct. Uh, I think qu- it's yeah, it's it's a memo. It's a new file system. Memo, right, right. Uh, reverse alphabetical <laughs> order, <laughs> which Andy already did it. <laughs> Before we go on, a couple of uh, little things that I noticed from this, like preparing for this episode. So um, I think the term when you're screenwriting is insert. So when it's like yeah. when somebody, a character is yeah. holding a piece of uh, like a book or something, and you go tight on the book so you can see what's actually written. Yes. Uh, Andy's written out lyrics for his scat. When he's scooby doo bop bop Yes, yes, yes. And then <laughs> the great. other one is when uh, Robert asks them for game-changing ideas, and Kevin is trying out the stapler slash marker, and he's got this list on the yellow pad that he's crossing out. The last one just says it's like marker slash stapler, and he crosses it out. And the one underneath it just says stairs dash man. <laughs> <laughs> A precursor to Stanley going down the stairs. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh that's a good one. That, uh, that's like reminds me of Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. His, his list of like worm hat ah, and all, the, ah, all those things they try and make. Ah, denim oh, chicken. Worm. Yeah. They were like, we didn't know if you meant like a, a hat made out of worms or a little hat for a little for a worm. <laughs> all right. Uh, it wasn't exactly this, but this is cool. <laughs> Question five. What was on Michael's head and what's the color in the photo on the poster board that the former employees of Michael Scott Paper Company uh, were reminiscing about. What was on Michael's head? And what color is it? Is the uh, is it purple or green? <laughs> it's it's blue. Know. It's uh, I, it's on a poster board. Oh, yeah, I yeah. It's, I know they, the. They, sorry, yeah. they make it's this like big. A, they yeah, make yeah. the poster yeah. board. Yeah, and they're all looking it's at like it, a, and laughing. It's not a, it's not the lampshade, but it's like a, it's like a, like a bowl or it's something. It's a bowl. Ding, ding, ding. It's a bowl. Yes, okay. It's a bowl. Okay. All right. Questions to blue bowl. Question six. What were some of the ideas by the salespeople to revolt against the former employees of Michael Scott Paper Company? Dwight classic, like slash your tires, slash the tires. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know. if I uh, it, So it's. Yeah, what, what is it? Just yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So um, Dwight says uh, that they should do a, a coup or taking or taking Ryan hostage. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, um, okay. Andy says a strongly worded letter. Oh, and Jim says strongly paint a picture. Yes, yes. Okay. And Dwight yeah. sees, says words will never be enough. And, and to the painted picture, no, pictures are too interpretive. <laughs> and Jim uh, says talk to Michael directly. And Dwight says it's a great idea ironically and oh then that's that's a great idea jim just yeah just let's talk it Jim out. walk away we could uh, give we could give everyone idea, uh dwight <laughs> we're giving you some peppermint bark to 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 as a as a sign of good faith no one likes that stuff but you <laughs> wouldn't make it if people didn't like it yeah <laughs> what uh what um what are the great lies idea, dwight. <laughs> what are the I lies that andy wear. andy and stanley say about what they eat for lunch uh, so Stanley had Mexican oh. food. Yes. 
and Andy says, I had a Greek salad for lunch. My waitress's name, my waitress had brown hair. Yeah. Her name is Fran. Flo. <laughs> Flo. <laughs> and he had a water with no ice. Um, yeah. uh, Michelle a, says it that salad? it's salmon salad. Salmon salad. It's oh, sand, yeah. that's like when it's, yeah, that was his lunch in the in the fridge. What kind of uh, dressing is that? Dijonese? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the next question. What did they actually have in the in the fridge? So, uh, Andy, you, we got salmon oh. with Dijonese sauce. Uh, Why? This looks like a good meat sandwich. It's pony. <laughs> yep, yep, correct. Mm. And Stanley brought? Egg salad. Egg salad, correct. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, guys, this is the last question. Uh, and it's uh, we'll just see how far you guys can get. Oh, man, this is, might take a long time. Well, what is everyone oh, wearing for Casual Friday? Can you? Okay. Oh, do you remember okay. at least Meredith wearing a barely yes. a dress? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Toby is an amorphous blob of khaki. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Kelly is wearing that denim suit. You look like J Lo. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Oscar Ryan is, has like oh, a yeah. sweater tied around his. Oh yeah, the cardigan some, kind of thing. Some kind of cardigan going on. Uh, he's got a gray t-shirt, black jacket. Okay. Okay. Oscar's got the hoodie and the sandals. Yep. Jim's um, <laughs> in jeans and a blue hooded zip-up sweatshirt. Yeah, gray sweatshirt. Yeah. Grace, damn it. She, uh, Michelle's uh, very detailed. This is, she's got every article of clothing wow, on here. It's great. Uh, I mean, Pam and uh, Phyllis are wearing the same thing. The yes, little uh, the the purple. Sweater. purple. Yeah. yeah, it looked great on the that mannequin. Is, okay, a note about that. This is a this is a weird, not a Mandela effect thing in the office, but like, there's just some things where you go, oh, that's in this episode. I feel like I've seen that in like ten other episodes. Mm-hmm. And the Pam Phyllis wearing the same clothes, I feel like is this. A subplot in so many episodes. I feel like I'm always seeing that. Yeah. Why is that the case? I don't know. They dress similarly for well, sure. It's hard yeah. for me to describe that, but yeah. Phyllis's wedding, where she kind of takes all the Pam's ideas. There's like, a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. Phyllis, Pam, when uh, <laughs> she goes in to get the razor, Nelly. Um, Michael is wearing Close a blue. Close your mouth, sweetie. You look like a trout. <laughs> Michael is wearing a blue hooded sweatshirt. That's like a full zip. Yeah. Oh, Michael's in the. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um,. Uh, who else does that give us? Dwight, Andy, uh, yeah, Aaron. Dwight, uh, Creed. What's Creed wearing? Dwight is wearing a Shroot Farms T-shirt. You know, Dwight is wearing his normal brown suit with a mustard yellow shirt uh, okay. with no tie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that one. Um, let's see. I'll just kind of. I'll yeah, just yeah, you can pick out a couple okay. for yeah. you. Um, um, what, what's what's Kelly wearing? Can you remember what Kelly's the wearing? The denim jumpsuit. Oh, the yeah. oh yes, yes. Okay, you got it. You got it. And uh, Aaron, what's Daryl wearing? How about that? Um, I don't know. What is Daryl wearing? He's wearing a Dunder Mifflin T-shirt. All right, work shirt. Um, all right. It'll take too long to go through the rest of them, but Michelle, amazing, fantastic trivia. We love the specific episode trivias where you can pick out those little details um so please if you have your own trivia that you would like to uh we share really with love us, variety trivia yeah. which is from everything <laughs> uh hit us up email us mspodcastcompany at gmail.com uh you can also call us and leave us a message if you got uh, questions or comments for us 503 uh, 694-9314 uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. And we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Uh, become a Scott's Tot. It's five bucks a month. Every month we do a special mailbag episode, a whole bonus episode um, just for our uh, Patreon supporters where we answer all the questions we get on Patreon. And, Coming in uh, February, by the way, is we're going to release a couple unheard episodes. Oh, all right. oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Before we ever the really archives, did the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our first recordings. Oh, are we are, oh, boy. Those yeah. are going to be. Maybe just around. the Cafe Disco one. We yeah. might just do that one. So, um, you know, we've actually I was going through the emails today. and We've actually gotten a couple of emails from people saying that they just wish there was more content. There's more content on There's Patreon for so five dollars. Support yours. the show. You can help us buy new recording equipment now that we all are doing this from home. Wait, we already <laughs> got the new equipment. Yeah, that's true. See, yeah. see that sound? Hear that high a, fidelity? I still need an arm. I still need a good arm. So 
So please but join Patreon. More importantly, <laughs> that if yeah. like we donate a sizable portion of our Patreon uh, earnings mm-hmm. each month to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, keeping Indeed. the Michael Scott Foundation dream alive um, <laughs> by helping people go to college. So yeah, for uh, that's sure. the most important part of our Patreon. Yes, yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, uh, a special thanks to Ryan Lloyd who helps us with our social media and designs our artwork. Uh, this was recorded in Portland, Oregon over video chat. Thank you as always for listening, for hanging out with us, uh, for interacting with us, for sending stuff in. Uh, it makes doing the show so much fun and it really helps us keep going and, and you, it keeps us energized to do the show because we, you know, uh, the best part is always interacting with everyone and uh, being part of this big community of Office fans. So uh, thank you as always. Um, we truly appreciate it. Take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me this up. Yes, All sir, life sir. is sex. <laughs> <laughs> truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.